I've gone through many gyrations of sending out mailers and placing signs and just the lack of consistency in those actions. I would have been just as well off if I took all my money and walked up to a trash can and dumped it in there. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I'm pleased and honored to be introducing you to Trevor McGregor. You recognize his name. He's been on the show multiple times. Just search Trevor McGregor, Joe Fairless, and you'll hear his interviews that I did with him, and he has a lot of value during those interviews. Well, he's had a lot of value in my life. For the last five years, I have hired him to be a consultant to help me with my real estate business and just personal stuff too as a life slash business coach. And he's taken my game to a different level. Before I hired him, I had four single family homes and oh, by the way, I was also single. Fast forward to today, my company controls over $300 million worth of real estate and I am happily, happily married. Clearly results are going to vary, but he has helped me in five years do things that I didn't even have on my radar. So I suggest that you speak to Trevor McGregor if you're looking to take your real estate investing business to the next level. If you've had success and are looking to build on that success, then he's your guy. Go to trevormcgregor.com or coachwithtrevor.com and you'll be able to apply for a conversation with him coachwithtrevor.com. We used to do a free consultation. We got too many free consultations and he actually is pretty full with his consulting program and he's very conscientious about the value that he adds. He wants to add tremendous value. So he's being very selective with the people who he does work with. So go to coachwithtrevor.com and apply to have a conversation with him and then you two can decide if it makes sense to work together or not and hire him as a consultant. It has impacted my life in a tremendously positive way. Him and his wife have gone to my wedding. Trevor's been to my conference a couple years, and I know him well, and I suggest that you get to know him as well. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff with us today. Britton Hess. How you doing, Britton? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit more about Britton. He has flipped his way out of college. That was the subject for the Bigger Pockets interview that Britton did. And we're going to talk about not necessarily his way out of debt. He flipped his way out of college debt, but rather how he has evolved his business and how he brought on a partner to have now a 13 rental unit portfolio. He's done 16 flips in three years, and he's also a certified Keller Williams instructor based in Baltimore, Maryland, one of my top five favorite cities to visit in the U.S. With that being said, Britton, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. You nailed it. I am Brenton Hess, 24 years old from Baltimore, Maryland. I got my real estate license at 19 on winter break of college and didn't do anything with it the first couple of years. And then when I was 21, I met a mentor and he had a lot of money, not a lot of time. And I had all the time in the world. And in fact, I was, had negative dollars. I was in student debt. So we came up with this idea of, well, why don't we kind of join forces and see what it's like in the real estate investing world? 
So I was attracted to that opportunity. We came across a flip and at 21 flipped that first house. And that's where a lot of the stories come into play is always that first flip. And from there have since been through a couple partnerships. Now I'm flipping solo. And like you mentioned, I've done 16 and counting. And then for the rental side this year, set a goal to get into rentals and through various scenarios, I now own 13 rental units with a partner. And with all this somewhere in there, in the early stages, I did leave my full-time salary job to do this full-time. Well, congratulations on that. How old are you? Thanks. I am 24 years old. 24 years old. When did you leave your job? I left my job as soon as I graduated college, so right around 22 and a half years old, so about a year and a half ago. Okay. And how did you support yourself when you left your full-time job? I was flipping for about the last year and some change of college. And it was with that money, I was able to cash out to fund the first many months of no income because the pipeline wasn't that hot. I had one going on at a time when I left. And then I did that to also pay down the college debt. So that was like that lump sum of money. I had like 34000 in college debt, paid that off, and then had some runway thereafter. How'd you meet the mentor? Full disclosure, I have many and I'm very grateful for that. The first one was he's a realtor and his name's Stu, realtor in our office. And he had been doing a great job saving money and he had rental properties and then him and I decided to flip. Okay. You were already a real estate agent and then someone in that office is who you met and you two connected, right? Right. It's amazing the people inside this industry. So once you get your feet wet, just the people as far as, I mean, I raised capital from people in, in the industry now looking backwards and partnered with others and gotten deals from others. And it's just a great industry of entrepreneurs. Okay. You met your first mentor through being an agent and that is at Keller Williams, I imagine. Yeah. I, my parents opened this brokerage 12 years ago. So I often joke that I had KW Kool-Aid in my sippy cup. <laughs> right. Well, you, you might actually have had that. It might be a thing. I don't know. So that's how you me first. Then you flipped a house, went well, and then you flipped other homes. But you said you've been through a couple partnerships. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. All have ended well. They started with great intentions. It's one of those things where there comes a point where the vision might not align or the values. So to be a little bit more concrete, it's simply of I had different goals. I wanted to get out of the exclusive partnership. Because if I found myself finding the deals and then I was able to then figure out how to fund the deals, I at that point was, okay, well, we have to figure out if this is truly a win-win or not. And still a great relationship with everybody, thankfully. Got it. Now so, solo and non-exclusive. Okay. At the beginning, you were more 50-50 because you were each bringing something. But then as you evolved as a real estate investor, you were able to bring the other aspects. Therefore, it didn't make as much sense for you to continue the existing partnership. Right. And those conversations made sense in that aspect of like going into it upfront saying, hey, here to learn. And there might come a time where you know enough and you have the drive to want to do it on your own. And that's all it was. So mm -hmm. it wasn't too big of a surprise, but I was 21 when I got started with no experience and no money. And I'm thankful for that partnership very much so. You said 2017, your goal was to buy property and own it. And you said that you've done that now. You have 13 units through 
and I quote, various scenarios. So please educate us on what are those various scenarios? <laughs> sure. My business partner, Austin and I, we saw a three unit on the MLS, zero days on market. And he was showing me how to truly underwrite these multifamily deals, having some himself. And we went out and we went to the property to view it. Well, at that time, the listing agent was away and we met the owner there. Well, while with the owner, we were talking to him about why he's looking to sell and his future plans. And he mentioned in there, which then would be his motivation, is that he wanted to sell all his properties in Baltimore and move to Florida. So he wanted to get rid of all his headaches. And then that was like that time where we thankfully the question of why are you looking to sell and do you have any other properties? It led to that. And then from there, we said, well, why don't we just make a deal where we buy your whole portfolio? What's that look like? So it went from a three unit on the market to a whole 11 unit deal. It was a portfolio deal, three, three units, two single family. And I joke that the other eight units were technically off market at that point. So I know that a lot of conversation about deals are hard to find right now on the market. Well, a simple question of like, does the owner have any other properties that he'd be willing to sell? That question itself is a lead gen tactic for off market. Oh, absolutely. That's a very simple but powerful question that should be asked in every transaction that could lead to some larger stuff. You asked that question. He said, in this case, yes. Then what do you do? <laughs> That's a good question. At that moment, we realized that we were getting ourselves into a much higher price point than we imagined. <laughs> That's so, what I was. <laughs> That's what I was alluding to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the situation pushed us into raising capital, and I was doing it on a smaller scale for like bridge loans for flips. And it was at the time this portfolio we bought for four hundred twenty-three thousand. We financed it interest only with a local community bank for six months with the intent of once we renovate the 11 units, they're all vacant. So we place our tenants. When we get it to the certain debt service coverage ratio, the bank needed one and a quarter. We were able to then take their six-month interest only loan and refinance that. And they were just hold that note with their terms. So we had to come up with 25% down of that 423. And then we also needed our closing costs and whatnot. So we went out and raised money from friends, no family on this time or actually any of the times. And we now at this point, that started building this muscle that I now am continuously working on. Hmm. Let's talk about that deal. How did you structure it with your investors? Sure. Effectively, it's interest only annualized. There's no equity. Because of the relationships with the investors and the conversations had, I cannot disclose the interest rate. Though, to give you an idea, it was in that 15 to 20%. Mm -hmm. So it's where we supply and demand, I suppose, where now money becomes more cheaper when you build the bench and the pipeline. It was a great learning experience. So we raised that money and now we refinanced it. The bank has the note. We had $0 of our money in the deal from the very beginning. And we were able to refinance and pay all of our investors back. And that was seven months later. That's outstanding. So now we have those. Thank you. In the midst of all that, we came across another two units, bought that. So we have 13 units, no with, money in the deal. With your own the, money or you just raised more money for those two units? Yeah, raised more money. We lumped it into the portfolio loan. And I guess long story short now, with the valuations, the 13 units are 
right around $860,000. We have a note for 75% of that, and we don't have any money in the deals. Wow, $860,000 note for 75% and no money in at the end of the seven or so months, you said? Correct, yep. So that's a $645,000 note. The one thing that I'm extremely grateful for is that relationship with the portfolio lender. Given my little track record that I shared, I had just graduated college, left a salary position, and my business partner is in real estate sales, and he does investing too. We both don't look amazing on paper, especially not for a note of this size. And it was the portfolio lender that I had been working with him through my flips, and that track record, plus a couple meetings, plus doing everything we possibly could, we in fact, brought on a signer to co-sign with us on the purchase side. And then once it was an income-producing portfolio on the refinance, we got one of my friends who has a W-2 job. We refinanced him off the loan. So now it's just us two on the loan. We had to get kind of creative. Yeah, what compensation, if any, did the co-signer have originally? That's a great question. We paid him $2,000 to co-sign on this loan, and we had an outside agreement that we put together and drafted up. So we had that signed in addition to him being on the loan so that he was even further protected for whatever right. that's worth. Got it. Some sort of personal guarantee. If something were to happen, I'm with you. What did you all do to this portfolio that increased the value from 423, assuming that's what the value was at the time, to 860? We renovated the units so they were all delivered vacant. So we did all the renovations and we placed all the tenants. So we still have a, one commercial space. One of them, they're all residential spaces and one commercial unit working on right now, getting the commercial unit rented. All the others are rented right now and they are income producing. Wow. I missed that part. If you said it earlier, I didn't write it on my notes as you're talking. They were all vacant. Yeah, they were all vacant, which... One may make a case for how that was helpful. Yeah, yeah it could <laughs> yeah. be better. Right? I, and looking back on it, it probably was. If you wanted to get in and get out and get this thing stabilized as quick as possible, the concern is the bank doesn't per se love to give you a note with a non-income producing property that's not in great shape. Yes, that is a concern. What questions did the portfolio lender ask you during those couple meetings and what were your responses? A lot of it was track record. I actually go back to when I first met him because we didn't have the financials so much. So it was a lot about, okay, what is your focus and what are your income goals? And also it was like, what have you done in this space? How do I know that you've been able to renovate properties and you have your systems in place and blah, 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 blah. So going back, when I met this portfolio lender, I was cold calling them to get a lot of credit at a bank for flipping with my first partner. And it was actually a partnership. And inside of that process, I came across this guy and I went and when I met him, I brought him a sandwich. And many have heard me tell the story is that when I brought him the sandwich, apparently that one sandwich made us memorable to the point where they were kind of closing their doors on giving out these lines of credit. In fact, he remembered us because of the sandwich, brought us back in. So now every time I meet with him, I bring him a sandwich. <laughs> and then now we're at the point where we go out to dinner. And just that relationship has been developed over time. And it was that simple, small little thing, like what can you do to kind of stand out from the pack of this very saturated real estate investing industry? 
And that was one thing that I wasn't truly doing intentionally. I just wanted to bring the guy a sandwich because I would enjoy that if somebody brought me a sandwich. <laughs> I love sandwiches too. You renovated 100% of the units and placed the tenants. What was a major challenge during that process and how'd you overcome it? Oh yeah, definitely tenant placement. Completely underestimated how quickly we can get these things rented. I was like, okay, well, when they're rent ready, we'll do everything we can to get them marketed and get tenants in there. Well, what I realized was as some of them were ready, others were still being renovated. And with the time that it was taking to focus on the renovations and all the loan and everything else, the bookkeeping, blah, blah, blah. I decided to leverage out the tenant placement to people who have vetted tenants in my market. They know the programs. So I would say eight of our tenants or nine are program tenants. So they're subsidized section eight and other programs. And all of this was through the relationships of tenant placement professionals. So we pay somebody first month's rent and they find the tenant. And one of the greatest pieces of advice that I received in this process was to make sure that it wasn't a non-exclusive agreement. So therefore, at one point, I had 10 different tenant placement professionals marketing and lead generating to place the tenants. Eventually, it shakes out to like the one or two really, really good ones that you're working with. And then thankfully, they placed them. But that in itself was a many months process. Based on your experience, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever is consistency. One of the things that I didn't mention was that I've gone through many gyrations of sending out mailers and placing signs and just the lack of consistency in those actions. I would have been just as well off if I took all my money and walked up to a trash can and dumped it in there. What do you do now consistently from a marketing or lead gen or whatever standpoint? I commit to mailing at least 12 mailers. I do split testing. So I do 12 mailers in six months so every other week, or I'll do once a month for 12 months. Regardless, I commit to that. So I'll pay three months in advance every single time. And that's just my way of not looking back. Like I already paid for it. It's going to go out. You mail how many a month? Total number. Oh, I was saying that what I'll do is every lead in my mailer list, I'll make sure that I hit them 12 times, whether it's I hit them oh, 12 times okay. six months or I hit them 12 times. Okay. I understand yeah. now. I was, I, was, I was like, 12, huh? That's, you could ramp up your game a little bit. Okay. I'm with you. So every yeah, lead that I'm only you, mailing a few thousand. Yeah. Every lead that comes in, you contact them in some way 12 times. Correct. Yep. You ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready. All right. Let, first, though, let's have a word from our best ever partners. If you want to hire the guy who I hire to help me with my real estate investing business, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's coachwithtrevor.com. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read is Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. It's a great book. I haven't read that book. I've read Millionaire Real Estate Agent, and that is a great book. Even though I'm not an agent, it inspired me to hire an assistant as your first hire, and that helped me grow my company. I should read that other one, Millionaire Real Estate Investor. Best ever deal you've done? It truly was this 11 unit I went through simply because it 
jump-started that track record, the confidence, and all the build of building a rental portfolio, which is ultimately the end game. And I'm really grateful for that. And then for a flip, I did make 63K with my partnership on a flip. Mistake on a transaction that you haven't mentioned already. A mistake on a transaction I haven't mentioned already. I mentioned lack of consistency. On a flip itself, I was the one finding the subcontractors, managing the subcontractors, and with underestimating the renovation budget, and I was spending a ton of time with managing the subcontractors to where I calculated it. I only made 10K on the flip. I spent about 100 hours in the deal. So what I didn't realize at the time was I was essentially working for 10 bucks an hour. Best ever way you like to give back? First and foremost, I am a proud uncle of two. My niece and nephew in my world, both preemie babies and have fought for their life. So every minute I can spend with them is a contribution minute that I very much cherish. I also teach for a nonprofit, Keller Williams, KWKC, with one of your former guests, John Newman. And I also run a Facebook group that Recon Stories, R-E-C-N Stories, and that's simply where we just document entrepreneurs' lives, and there's no monetary means tied to it, just giving back. What's the best way the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message. I will respond to everybody. It might not be exactly that minute, but I'll get around to it. So it's just my first name, last name, B-R-E-N-T-I-N. H-E-S-S, Brenton Hess. Well, thank you for being on the show. This truly is a story of resourcefulness. I think that's what it boils down to. You're given an inch and you take a mile in a good way. It seems like you're constantly connecting with others, growing, contributing, and ultimately leads to deals like this portfolio where you originally wanted a three unit and that grew to 11. And here comes a couple other properties along the way with that portfolio, the lessons learned, really appreciate you sharing from how to get the portfolio lender on board to bringing someone in to co-sign with you who has a W-2 job, how you structured it with investors, you paid a premium, but at the same time, you cashed them out in a relatively short period, and now you own the property with your partner. Some would say that's a much more desirable structure from your standpoint than if you gave them equity and now they're long-term partners with you. So there's tons of ways to structure it. And I'm glad that you talked us through this as well as your lessons learned. So thanks for being on the show. Really grateful. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. Talk soon. The Real Estate Innovators Podcast explores innovation in commercial real estate technology, design, and development. They celebrate the companies and innovators who are changing the business of commercial real estate and are inspiring the future of how we work, live, and play. Find out more at therealestateinnovators.com.